You're listening to the Crowdfunding Nerds Podcast, a podcast that will help you succeed before, during, and after your crowdfunding event. And now, here is your host, Andrew Lowen. Hey, everybody, and welcome to another awesome episode of Crowdfunding Nerds. I am your fearless leader, Andrew Lowen, and I'm joined, as always, by sexy Irish Sean and pretty guy Rick. But this episode is special. We have another set of guests with us today, Francis and Anthony of Ant Lab Games. How are you guys doing? Yay. Hey, hello. <laughs> hey, I'm really excited to have you guys on for so many reasons. I wanted to try to get you on right before I sent my game to you so that you would give me a more favorable review, but I'll settle <laughs> oh. for after. <laughs> well, you know, that's how we roll. So. Yes, of course. Yeah. <laughs> All important question that always gets cut from the podcast because we just rant way too much about games like World of Warcraft and that it, and talk about things that are just so un, ir, irrelevant to everyone. So I don't even think this segment's going to make it in. But what's what? up, nerds? How you guys doing? What's been going on? What's new? Hey. Oh, oh wow. what's new? <laughs> what's not? Oh, my goodness. We've been so busy. Oh, yeah. So I, I just really want to know, like, what what do you guys do to work out? Because you both look kind of shredded. Oh, <laughs> um, I like how many uh, black belts I carry do you have? Like an eighteen-pound oh, no. baby all over the house. All yeah. <laughs> oh, cool. You have kids, huh? What? Uh, oh, yeah, a lot of kids. We yeah. have a bunch of kids. Yeah. So we uh, we actually had a baby last year. So she's she's gonna be one this month at the end of this month. Yeah, end of the month. Wow. wow. Yeah, yeah, it's we brutal. do uh, we do our walks too. And we walk around a block. So we, especially with COVID last year, we were both working from home. So mm-hmm. we're you know in the same house, like cooped up, you know, like crazy. So yep. we do little walks around the block. I think our blocks like. Quarter mile, quarter mile, yeah, each like round. So, so we'll do like two or three laps a day, and then we'll maybe even cool. six at some point. We'll do just yeah. we just keep going. It depends on how nice it is, but that's really where we talk and come up with our content. Yeah. Like we do these like walk. I said the other day, I'm like, I feel like like one of those, you know, I don't know, Steve Jobs or like yeah. you know, one of those like fancy people that are like always coming up with great ideas, and they're always like, well, I was taking a walk, and I do these walking meditations and mm-hmm. like that's literally what we do is we just bounce ideas off each other while we're walking yeah wow so, that's really cool work. that's a great idea. <laughs> yeah. actionable tip that should not be cut from this podcast yeah <laughs> yeah let's uh let's hop into our topic of discussion okay. for today i'm really excited to dive deep into some of these things so um for the edification of our listeners what we intended to talk about with ant lab games with francis and anthony is uh really number one advice for you uh, about how to reach out to a content creator, the value that they can provide for you, uh, what you should expect from them, and kind of how to ascertain if they will bring you value. Um, a lot of the time, content creators are asking for money. They ask for, uh, certainly ask for a prototype of your game, which if you're like me, it costs way too much and you have way too few of them. Yep. And if you don't pitch it right, you they may just turn you down. So we want to try to help people understand how to fully leverage content creators and get the most out of, you know, influencers and, and, you know, your video, really the people who are going to do reviews of your game and that kind of thing. Then we also really wanted to talk about dealing with criticism and, and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Figure that's a good and a great enough way to tee it up. So it's <laughs> a lot to unpack. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. Where, where do you want to begin? I think before we jump in, why don't we start with, you know, who you guys are and how did you get into reviews? Oh, wow. Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. So the, the story actually yeah. started uh with anthony with solo all alone by myself <laughs> yeah this is many- which i always pitch as a sad story and it people is, are but like, it really isn't a sad, sad story <laughs> it's actually a pretty good story i just uh this is yeah i i'd always been a, a board gamer ever since like the days of 
Hero Quest, I think was one of my first board games I ever bought. Loved it to death, and I still have it somewhere. And then I kind of like stepped away from it for a little while. But when I got back into it, and I realized that the hobby kind of exploded at some point. It's probably about seven years ago, maybe eight Long years ago. Yeah, yeah, it could be eight like eight, ago, eight to nine years ago. And I realized there was this whole hobby kind of became big outside of your Milton Bradleys and all that. So, so I started to to really follow it, and then you know watching videos on YouTube. And YouTube is still kind of coming into its own in the board gaming space. There were only a handful of of really popular board game YouTubers at the time. So I was like, you know what? I have a camera, a pretty decent camera. I could try to do my own solo because I was playing solo games at that point. Let me try doing it. Went to a Gen Con, started really, you know, pulling it together, trying to get, you know, trying to be very almost like instructional, but here I'll show you how to play and you can watch while I play. Almost like a playthrough, but a lot of what before the playthrough existed. Before the play well it, it, it kind of like it was like Rado but less you know, Cheeky. like all over the place and not and not handheld. <laughs> like I had my camera mounted behind me so that it was a still shot, and I would I would zoom in on bits and stuff like that. So I, I was trying to do it a little bit a different uh, gig, you know. So I was like, you know what, this may work, may not, but it caught on. You know, I had like a, I think I closed closer to a thousand subscribers yeah, at that point, so. and then I met Francis. And I told her what I did. Yeah, I was like, oh, by the way, I make YouTube videos playing board games. So uh, and she was like, I wish yeah. I wish I could remember that conversation. Yeah, because he actually inoculated me into the hobby. I think mm -hmm. it was like it was like the first couple of times we were hanging out. Like we weren't even like like dating or anything like that. Yeah, really. Just it was out. just kind of like we were hanging out and we played chess a lot. So like that, cause that was the only game like I knew mm -hmm. how to play mm -hmm. that i knew about i didn't even know that this that is an impressive game to know how to play though i'll say oh, yeah. well yeah i didn't say i was good at it but we did play a lot <laughs> oh, yeah. Just, that you know, a scrabble. Sca scrabble. Or, no, yes yeah scrabble you know, the basic scrabble. the basic mm -hmm. uh, games you find at, at any, and so at any he, he you know after a couple of games um he's like well i i want to show you a real game. <laughs> that was yeah. kind of like Twilight Imperium. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it wasn't. It was. Uh, it was viticulture. He's like, it's in the trunk of my car. So, yeah. um, he had viticulture, and we broke that out. He's like, I'm really interested to see how you do with this. And I won. I think the you game won, that yeah. we played. And I absolutely, more importantly, I absolutely love the experience. Yeah, so it's important like, the first game so they win. Cool. So she win won the game and then you won her hand in marriage. Is that, that was exactly, it. Exactly, that was it. Years yes, later, yes. that's all it took. So, um, but yeah, we played, we played Viticulture. Second game we played was the Gallerist. Gallerist, yeah. So I threw um, her right in. Threw like, yep, yeah. exactly. And if you're going to play, we're going to play some real uh, games. Totally fell in love with it. And then I guess at some point there. And then I was like, was hey, by like, the way, I do videos for these. Yeah. I'm going to continue to do them. Right. You're welcome to jump well, in. Well, you actually had me, I read. Oh, I had to read I a read voiceover. The very first thing she did. What game was that? It was, oh, it was um, Descent, I think. Yes, it was Descent. I was oh, doing like a solo scary. play of that and I had her reading like the I scenes. I read the cards. It was, like one, it was a game like Descent. It might not have been. I have to look back. But she literally just did the voiceover. Um, and people were like, who's that? Yeah. So then, <laughs> It's like when I would play an MMO and then you would be in yeah. voice chat and then you would hear a girl. It's yeah. Like, oh, wow. You're like, She's probably really yeah. cute. Yeah. Um, um, so we started to uh, we started to do two player playthroughs and that was kind of the end of. And that's where. Yeah, that's where the channel content, really so. started to take off is when right. the two of us started doing couples playthroughs because I don't think there were a lot of them at that time. Right. Mm -hmm. And there weren't a lot of full playthroughs. Right. It was just like full back to back. Two. There's a lot of. One one guy doing two player playthroughs yes. by himself. As there still are, you know, yeah, yeah. And, they, they, and that's yeah. that's and the works. thing, and yeah. it still happens, and it's and it it's 
it's still happening today and it's very popular, <laughs> but there's a lot of it, right? And there's there wasn't at the time a lot of just two people playing through a game. And I think right. playing through the entire thing, being genuine and kind of the experience of it and then talking about it afterwards. So yep. we sort of developed this playthrough, then review, like playthrough review style mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. we stayed with for, I guess, the next, what, four years or so? And yeah, we, just we kind stuck of, with it kept enjoying we i mean we obviously enjoyed the hobby but we also enjoyed the content creation piece of it mm-hmm. so we liked kind of upgrading our camera and like let's see what other angles we can get and let's try this yeah. and um, I mean, we so started, it really did evolve we started with one camera yeah and now we have four yeah oh that's awesome <laughs> and probably yeah. actually we have like more cameras than that but not but four is the most yeah. we actually use in one filming yeah now. yeah four did you guys have a background in video production before this was it just no, I do. No. Um, I, I do photography on the side, so I do have a photography business. I do like portraits and stuff like that. So and weddings, yeah, that's know, one of the first things. I know a little bit about photography. I did. I brought some of my equipment into the equation, which was right. nice. But yeah, we don't have any experience. Yeah, her her expertise else, so. is in in the actual camera lighting, the after effects, like mm-hmm. more on like mm-hmm. pictures and and getting the right images and all the settings on these DSLRs, which I have no idea. Right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> my skill sets more in conceptualizing the editing right. and how the scenes should come together, how the transition should yeah. look and, and all the timing of the cuts. Like it's very, I'm very intentional about how things cut scene to scene. Now I'd love to dive a little deeper into that, that you just said in particular, mm-hmm. because there's, there really is a lot of content out there. And the, one of the ways, or one of the things that I would look at just to, you know, as a, as a fan, as a consumer of this yeah. type of material backed, like, you know, 130 Kickstarters or so right <laughs> yeah. now. And I love to see games being played, but I don't really have an understanding of what will get other people to watch for longer. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like just as a, as a fan, I, for example, I did a, a call in with the one-stop co-op shop. Yeah, he did yeah. a yeah, video of ours and he did a great job and he got tons of views and, and mm-hmm. whatnot. And then um, there were others that, that did, video with like a two-player playthrough and it just felt like it wasn't as it wouldn't be as well received and the video count right. or the view count was much lower but yeah, i just don't i'm opinions. not sure we have opinions on that yeah, yeah. so <laughs> i guess i would love to hear what you know what makes a a video interesting to people that makes them want to watch for longer like what what are the some things that you've seen or that we've you heard, I guess. yeah and you know our opinion this is our opinion so it may not be yeah. fact and it may be we're I can't just, wait to hear. It's what this podcast is all about. <laughs> Any anybody with a camera can make content. Mm-hmm. Period, right? But when it comes down to what content is going to be watched, it comes down to the personalities behind the camera and what's be, what's coming across. And people can detect someone who's not genuine, right? Mm-hmm. And someone who's scripted, someone who's, you know, doing doing it by the numbers and not really being themselves on camera you can tell it's robotic you can Mm -hmm. see that they're you know they're reading from a script and it just doesn't feel right right something Mm -hmm. feels a little bit off and it's just human nature to pick up on those things so there's a lot of people who do similar content that some people will watch a video i'm like i don't get a really i get a weird vibe from this video it just feels a little off and then so they don't stick around too long on those videos other ones they 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 kind of feel like a connection between them and the people on screen you could give 10 different people the same board game and tell them all to film themselves playing through it right but you're going to get 10 completely different outcomes on how they're receptive right just look at any movie like if you put a different actor in a certain role who doesn't really resonate with the audience the movie's not going to do well but mm-hmm. you get a, an actor who really hits it off with the crowd and all of a sudden that movie is a blockbuster it's a really good analogy yeah 
I was very cool. And nobody, nobody wants to think about that, but you have to really consider what's the draw. And in today's age, it's so easy to get the quality equipment to do the mm -hmm. filming. So if everybody's on the same level playing ground and they're all doing the same exact content, what separates them? Right. It's how it's delivered. That's my opinion. That's awesome. Very, very yeah, that's, solid. That's sort of the key too. behind streamers, right? You kind of have streamers who have, you know, really big personalities and mm -hmm. kind of suck yeah. at the games they're playing. And then you have other people <laughs> who have really lousy personalities, but they're right. so good at the game. It sort of carries that. So mm -hmm. I suppose yeah. it's the I same. Would, exactly. I would say space. too, I think from, to kind of expand on what you were, what you're explaining, mm -hmm. I think the technical piece also becomes one of those things that folks, when they're watching the video and there's like a bunch of cuts. So like if you watch our videos, like I said, Anthony's very intentional about how we cut. We also record and re-record. And like if a part doesn't flow right, we'll scratch the whole game and, and start over again. Mm -hmm. Because we don't like, we like to know the game enough and we spend enough time with the game ahead of filming that we don't have to have 10 cuts as we're you know going through mm -hmm. and you see it chopping like, well, we think this. And then it chops to us saying something else you know and mm -hmm. i know that that's a style of video too but i i find that that also doesn't hold people's retention because it reads as I, we had to cut this a bunch because we don't really know what we're doing right. and <laughs> yeah. it's usually because you're not saying what you're intending to say and, you're, yeah. and maybe you're going off on a tangent and you're not we've never we've never script what yeah. we mm -hmm. what we film ever and it's always what we're thinking just comes out and we talk through it. I think that's, that's the noticeable difference. And I think a lot of the channels that are more popular have that same vibe. Mm. Right. Yeah. I think, um, you know, I, I actually did, um, originally kind of as a backup, if I didn't get enough. Um, so I really needed, uh, there were a couple of things for deliverance that mm. I knew I really needed. And one of, you know, just so that it would be taken seriously so that it would be, right. uh, you know, so that it wouldn't lose backers because it was missing what I call a hygiene factor, something mm. as essential as a playthrough of your game. You need one, yes. right? Yes. You just, Absolutely. you need one. And so we, I did a playthrough with a local videographer and it was one of those things that was, um, it felt kind of weird, but all, all we said was, all right, we're just going to be ourselves and just try to keep the, the conversation focused on the actual game. That's, that's right. all we're going to try to do. Um, so we're not going to tangent about, Hey, how was your weekend? And, and that yeah, kind of right. thing yeah. as much that, that was kind of our only rule. It's like, all right, mm -hmm. let's try not to like, you know, talk politics or something like yeah. that. And, you know, we'll just kind of keep focused on the task at hand. It's like, all right, what, you know, and we're in this world and whatnot. And it, it felt like it was just a lot more natural. And the only time that we ever had, um, you know, we would cut between like showing us playing the game. The cameras were in front of us. Mm -hmm. And then there was like a vertical camera that would look at the the board. Yep. And so it would just be, you know, kind of a transition from somebody talking and being very vibrant to right. the actual board. But what I noticed afterward was that there is a lot of focus on the board itself and not, well, you know, just in general, from what I've seen from videographer or video reviewers, there's a lot more focus on the board than there is on the person. I don't, right. I don't you know, and if there is a, a focus on, if there's a camera on the people, a lot of the time it's a smaller screen than the yes. actual board yes and... they're, they're shrunk yeah. down yeah it's it's so almost like just having big... this conversation with uh with a content creator friend of ours and my suggestion was like you need to put your face on the full screen and not be in a <laughs> tiny box because people are like anthony said they're connecting with you i mean when we kind of go on you know we went on a break uh, the feedback that we get from people who watch our channel is i don't care what kind of content you put out 
we want you back and I want to see you guys. I want to yeah. hear mm -hmm. you. I want to, I want to watch you talking to each other, you right. know? And that I think speaks That's, volumes yeah. about what keeps people on our channel and then what the value kind of is. Because now when we're, when we're looking at a game, people are connecting with us. We're connecting with the game they are then connecting with the game. If Through they're us. not connecting with us, they can't vicariously connect to your game. They're not going to get right. any feelings. Right. It, so. We'll get comments and a lot of this, even recently on Runes of Varnak that we just played, oh, yeah. right? Your comments are, I basically, you know, I've watched videos on this and everything and, and nothing sold me. I watched your video and now I'm buying it. Like oh, that's, awesome. that's because they see how we enjoy it and they relate to us. So they know that they'll enjoy it yeah. when they can't relate to anybody yeah. else. They're not going to make that purchase decision, mm -hmm. right? So that's something you need to consider when when you go and you start selecting who's going to do your videos for you. <laughs> yeah, you know, actually, that's a good point. A, a lot of the time, I'll sell things based on one. You know, I, I, for example, you know, we're we're selling our our Kickstarter marketing services like hotcakes right now because our I have a personal Kickstarter that's raised over two hundred forty thousand right. dollars right as yep. of yes. this recording, and and people are like, well, you're a marketing company and you did that for him. I, or he he did that. I want that too. Mm -hmm. So whatever you got to do, give me that. And yeah. I think what you guys are just are doing is you're demonstrating a product in a way that makes people want that same experience. Exactly. Right. And that's where the value comes in. Yeah, exactly. And what you guys uh, say makes perfect sense because that's exactly what Will Wheaton's tabletop does, right? He always yep. gets yeah. these lesbians <laughs> and these voice actors, really eccentric people to play a game, and it's always very entertaining. So, yeah, mm -hmm. I think you're hitting and that's why, on the head. Think about it. Anybody could do that if you have enough cameras and enough time to edit, right? But not everybody is a celebrity. That's yeah. where his draw was. Why do you think he's gotten hundreds and thousands and millions of views on those? Because yeah. It's not because they're playing board games. It's because they're celebrities. They and people are, good personalities. Sure. People want to watch. are watching yeah. celebrities do what we love to do. Mm -hmm. So why wouldn't you do watch that, right? We could rec recreate that same show. We're not going to get a fraction. <laughs> right. And it could sure. be the same quality. And that's why right. we're saying people come for the people. Right. Yep. yep. And being yep, natural, like you guys said, is, is, is one of the best things. A problem that I have now, I'm guilty of, of cutting and splitting and editing uh, oh, stuff yeah. I do <laughs> for two reasons. And I'll, I'll give you the two reasons because yeah, yeah. one, I talk way too fast. And in fact, on the podcast, I'll listen to myself. I'm like, dang, I can't even <laughs> understand myself. <laughs> All that energy and sugar I got. Um, but two, though, I, I tend to feel like I need to make like I need to make my videos like perfect. And I think that's really holding you know me back because you do something yeah. like, oh, do that. You know, the, I didn't do the move right. It doesn't look great on the cam. Or, you know, I, I said something too fast or maybe I didn't reflect right. something right. How do you guys overcome stuff like that? Oh, my goodness. Can I? I want to address yeah, this. Yeah, because I am also a perfectionist. So this is something that I have to overcome on a daily basis with like literally everything I do. Um, and one of the things that we've had to come to terms with is that it's never I don't want to say it's never going to be perfect more more so it's going to be perfect in its imperfection. So if you, you know, turn the wrong way or you could have presented something in a better way or in our case, we're doing a full playthrough. A lot of the comments we get are like, you should have done this instead of that strategy and you should have done this move instead of that move. And it's like, yeah, we could sit here and replay this game until we have the perfect game. But that's not how real life works. Mm -hmm. So that's what we're demonstrating is here is how it plays. Mm -hmm. Here is the experience in all of its imperfections we've you know we've kind of just come to a, a point where we've yeah, gotten and, through and 
believe me, needing for it to be perfect. Like we're that. definitely not perfect in our recordings, and I fix that in the editing. And the fact right. that you may not pick that up is mm -hmm. showing you that I did a good job editing because <laughs> I, I will splice out dead periods of where we're thinking right. too long. Like if it goes, if you're thinking for more than thirty seconds on a two-hour video, that's an eternity, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I'll, I'll cut those out. If we got a rule wrong or we did something wrong, but we catch it during the playthrough. You'll never even know that happened. I'll splice it together in such a way mm -hmm. that it looks seamless. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, I uh, find one thing that is pretty common in review videos is uh, somebody will just get a word wrong because their brain was thinking a mm -hmm. thing yeah. and they meant the other type of card, but they said the this card and they won't correct it. What they'll do is instead put like little captions below. It's yes. like, yeah. you know, I meant this. I'm not an idiot. I promise. Yeah, or, yeah they you know, do that as a defensive yeah. strategy. We've done it because yep. you will get a comment mm -hmm. with a timestamp telling you how big of an idiot you are. So <laughs> to, to head that off, you do that and it saves you the grief, right? Because you're going to get them. We get them on every video. It's yeah. like it's like a church pastor saying something and and getting letters. They always talk, yeah. I have no idea. They always talk about don't send me letters. Oh, right. like, <laughs> they must get like a lot of oh, letters they're, from they're like, keeping the post you know. office in business. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so so guys, could you give us some examples of maybe some of the the worst emails you've ever received in terms <laughs> of people reaching out to you asking for you to review their games? Oh, oh okay. Mm. Um, I, I don't know. I guess we'll have to define worst. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we've gotten, we've gotten the gamut. We've had certainly a lot of emails that are, are definitely people that have not watched our channel. We got a, a review request one time for like an adult themed game. Like it was like a bedroom yeah, game. Yeah, really. Consentical. Like and I was like, I have was you like, like, watched our channel? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that, you know, those kinds of things. But I think the, the worst thing that a publisher can do is to kind of spam out, here's our game. Can't you review it? And it's obviously a mail merge. It's There's nothing specific about our, our audience yep. that you're trying to attract. Mm -hmm. I think that was the one that always pops up into my head. But yeah, if there's that's... anything like three player plus, I'm like, yeah. obviously we don't do that. You know, and, so yeah, you should have known that. You shouldn't have probably reached out. I think most of the time, at least as of lately, we the emails we get are very hey, more introductory. Hey, we mm -hmm. have this game. We're going on Kickstarter. Um, I think the worst type of emails is when they don't give give us any information on the game they want us to yes. review. Oh, that's the best. And they just say, yeah. "Oh yeah, it's going to Kickstarter. It's the game is called this. Let me know if you're interested." I'm like, I don't even know what this is. Like, but what that tells yeah. us though is that there are reviewers out there who are just willing to take anything mm -hmm. and will respond to that email as if that's normal. Yeah, and say, "Okay, here's my address. Send me the game," yep. and and it's like, "Okay, I like we don't really." We're not really a part of any it's of like that. I copy pasted a thing to that so. reviewer and he just copy pasted a thing back to me yeah. with yeah. a price tag on it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, actually yeah, get exactly. Quite a f yeah, we actually get quite a few of those requests on our end too. Um, uh, a mm -hmm. lot of times we'll get people for, for Kickstarter marketing. I, I, I have a game coming out soon. I need your help. And that's like the email. Yeah. I'm like, uh, how soon? So we've got a form. Uh, yeah, how soon? <laughs> yeah, fill out the form. My favorite ones are the ones where like, uh, we launched this like we launched our Kickstarter uh, 28 days ago. We have two days left. Can you fix it? Oh my god! <laughs> oh my goodness! Actually, yeah, and, next, and we get some campaign. of those. We get some of those emails too, where it's like our Kickstarter is over in like three days. It's not doing as well as we want, and 
can you guys would you guys be able to do a review i know it's last it's you know last minute or something but i could get a game to you tomorrow and i'm like you clearly have no concept of the time and energy we put into these things (laughs) like i can't no so yeah in in most cases we don't even respond Speaking of time and investment, what is your average time and investment on your videos? Oh, actually, we'll, yeah, we'll share our it. media kit because it, it explains yeah. that. Okay. We, I actually broke out. We have a, a like a four, four, almost five page media kit that we that we sent out. It goes over. Actually, we broke down like hour by hour what we're working on and, and how long it takes. And what we broke it out to was about 12 hours per hour of playthrough. Video. Wow. Wow. Um, and that wow. includes everything from... Um, learning the game, playing the game, reaching out for questions and things like that, play, you know, play testing. And I won't say play testing, but sometimes it feels like you're playing. Well, yeah, we, <laughs> we, we play the game multiple, like, yeah. multiple, multiple, multiple times. times. We'd to like to sure try to get it. at least three to five plays in. And yeah. if you're talking a two hour playthrough, that's 10 hours of gaming. Just right there. But that's work, yeah. right? At yeah. that point, because we're testing and preparing and then we have to film it. Right. And, and the, now the filming. Yeah, yeah. Filming is another four hours, right? Mm-hmm. Because you were cutting, we're stopping, we're taking breaks here and there because it's like, all right, we just filmed another hour. We've got yeah. to we've got to change batteries now to make sure nothing dies. Well, we, and we actually had to get a hold of this ourselves because it's easy to say like, okay, we've got this. Let's say it's a 45 minute game. No big deal. We can crank that out in an hour. But by the time you, you know, get into the studio, get all the lights on, get everything set up, get the cameras situated. And then after that, you have the editing process. And yeah, so we oh, go yeah. through and then- do all the editing. And then, you know, we've got our social media posting, which again, doesn't seem like it should take that long, but you want to make sure that all your thumbnails are correct and your stuff is the right Mm -hmm. size and you're getting it out to the audience the right way. You know, so it's, it is a lot, it's a lot of work, but I mean, obviously we enjoy doing it. Yeah. And now even the editing. Editing is such a tedious task. Oh, In fact, um, I do photography myself as well. Okay. I love taking photos. I hate editing photos. Uh, really? <laughs> I don't. I tell you, I I, I don't mind the editing, yeah. and we've been recently splitting that that, that job. Yeah, because yeah. it's been it's it's taken its toll on me over the years because I've been the only one editing it, and editing a two hour playthrough can get kind of mm-hmm. tedious after a while. Yeah. So because well, we're watching the whole thing. Yeah, you're watching your whole thing Basically. again. You yeah. play over it for two hours and you get to watch it. Over. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right, and exactly. I'm also remember I've got to take four different cameras and splice it and then decide when to to use which camera angle at what point during the playthrough. Yeah. So I literally have to sit there and man how I'm bringing in which angle, what makes the most sense. Mm-hmm. Do I crop in on certain bits to show components? Like there's a right. whole lot to it. So that takes three, four hours just for right. two hour for my first cut. And then I watch it again to make sure it's I didn't miss anything. Right. Make so sure um, moments. <laughs> you could put together probably, I'm guessing like two, maybe three playthroughs in a, in a week. If, if that's that, aggressive. I guess. That's, yeah, yeah, I would say that's probably aggressive. One of those yeah. games would have to be a 20 to 30 minute game. Right. Okay. A lighter yeah. game. Yeah. yeah. One really heavy would have right. to be, yeah, that would, that would, that takes up most of our week. But also so, we do, we do those uh, behind the scenes videos now for certain games. Yeah. And that's, that's a whole That's actually mother. really cool. Thanks. I, I, yeah. You know, this I was, a- um. I was just thinking about like the type of content because you guys, Mm -hmm. of course, you have to have some sort of value proposition for the content creator. But Mm -hmm. part of the value proposition is really the actual following that you have, the amount of people who who watch your videos. I know as a publisher myself who had a game, I contacted you guys and that kind of thing. One of the things that I looked at was how many people are actually watching your your content yes. and yeah. what is happening on various social media and what do you do because i you know before i get a media kit i kind of you know when i reach out to a pub or to a content creator i'm already saying hey i have a game that you can have if you want it 
-hmm. So I, I kind of need to be able to do some research ahead of that time, right? To figure out, is this person, is this a good fit? And, you know, so on and so forth was wondering about how you guys go about kind of maintaining your community and, you know, Mm -hmm. what, what what do you guys do if if anything to maintain a community of people? Is it just through your videos, or or do you do other things? In addition? It's a great question. That's a good question. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I think that there's I mean a couple of a couple of things I'm thinking off the top of my head. So first of all, obviously, like responding to emails, responding to comments, um, you know, engaging folks that are interested in what we're doing is number one. Staying consistent with the kind of content that we're delivering and mm-hmm. and continuing to always be true to who we are. And not, you know, being fake, <laughs> I guess you could say, or trying to like fit into some kind of mold that somebody else has for us, I think is probably the truest representation of like keeping that community together. You know, when we go to cons and stuff, we're never like too busy to say hi to people and, and you know, try to get a game in. We've gamed with we plenty can. of fans at yeah, cons. Yeah, yeah. It's been really neat. The other thing that we actually started doing recently was like our mentorship program for our community of up and coming content creators too, who many of them like are also fans of the show or have watched right. us kind of grown <laughs> up with us, so to speak. So, you know, in trying to just trying to engage in positive ways that way, both with the folks that are watching our show and then, yep. you know, people who kind of want tips and, and things like that too. That's awesome. So what, what happens in these behind the scenes videos that you guys do? Yeah, I can actually loop this all together because we're talking about, you know, having a community and, and maintaining that community. And for us, one of those things was sharing with our fans of the show and the rest of the community what what goes into our board gaming life kind of behind the scenes. And we're doing that through these series of videos where uh, on select games, we're uh, doing a deeper dive into, un- you know, un- we're unboxing it, we're playing it, we're testing it out, we're taking the family out to do something that is, you know, thematic yep. or maybe gets us in the mood to, you know, get into the theme of this game. And yeah. it's it's just, I think it's been successful and it's not surprising to me because again, we know our community and we know that they want to be a part of our life in the in every way that they possibly can. <laughs> I actually was um, very so impressed really by, cool. yeah, it was the first, it was the very first thing that I, I had seen some of your videos before and recently I was looking to reach out to you guys and I went to see, you know, how long has it been since they've made a video? Maybe they'd be interested to do a yeah. thing. And mm-hmm. you guys had a video. I can't remember what it was, but it was that exact format of like, you know, here I am drinking coffee. There Anthony yeah. is yeah. fiddling with the game and, yep. you know, whatever, that kind of thing it was like this is really entertaining. That's kind of like when we came back, it was like, how are we going to pivot here to do something that's not being done? Right. Because yeah. again, it's so easy to just say, Oh, this works for this channel. Why don't we just do that and see if we can mm-hmm. take what they're doing. Right. And there's so much of that going on that we're like, you know, we, we just want to stand out. Even if it doesn't really catch on, at least we know we're being true to ourselves. We're being original and we're mm-hmm. putting out, well thought out content. And and mm-hmm. I think in doing that, it, we have analyzed kind of like why we do this, right? Why we've been doing it. Yep. We're big on why. So like we're big on like, mm-hmm. you know, your reason, your purpose behind doing things. Mm-hmm. And, you know, for us doing this and being in this space has always been about helping people, helping people grow, bringing people together and like obviously like loving board games but <laughs> engaging our community so in the content that we're putting out now these different segments that we're kind of dreaming mm-hmm. up and stuff we're really just 
staying away from anything that's sort of already being done, if that makes sense. And going like, how can we bring people closer to us and engage them more while while kind of looping it into these games that we're playing? Yep. Have you guys ever gotten a game that you just like open it up like, what is this? We we just can't do this. This is just horrible. Yeah. Yep. Like, yep, yep, we have. We have. We have. Uh, I'm not going to name games because oh, I'm yeah. not yeah. But no, there was a there was a card game we got in a few years ago that was just absolute it's a good case study, actually. Yeah, and I was just like, no, we're not doing this. Is ridiculous. <clears throat> this is not what we were. Told. It was it was marketed to us. So when the publisher reached out to us, it seemed very much like, oh, I watch your channel, and this is going to fit really well with your audience, and it's a worker placement kind of game it's like we're big euro gamers yeah and we received this thing and it was like a, thou- a thousand cards mm. like wow. some kind of game it system was, yeah. that i've never really it, looked at it was yeah. not at was all not, what yeah. mm-hmm. what we were told it was going to be so we ended up in that case like we tried it we tried it actually i think two or three times we yep. tried to sit down play it learn it and we ended up reaching out to the publisher and just saying hey this is not exactly what we expected <laughs> is there somebody else we could send this along to that might be a better fit here's some ideas like here's some mm-hmm. people we know yep. and sure enough i think we sent it along to uh, to another else, content yeah. creator who was like more than happy to play it and it was not yep. a big deal but it you know it, it's definitely an awkward situation so yep. and we respect the fact that you know what the prototype costs money yeah absolutely. and you sent it to us mm-hmm. and we were even we felt bad because we were like yeah, i'll pay the shipping just tell yeah. me who to send it to like right. we're always trying to do things that are right from a business perspective. And that's just how we think. And I think that's, I'll be quite honest. I don't think a lot of content creators have a business mindset at all. All they think about is I need smart money. So just pay me, but not truly understanding business. Right. And and we were never in this as a business prospect for us. This has always been a hobby, even the content creation where there's so many people in here now to make a living on it or to try to, right. Or at least supplemental income. But our part of our coming back, we we changed our mindset and said, all right, if we're going to get in this space, we've never been competitive. We've never because you have to be. It's a business, right? You're, mm-hmm. you're competing. These these are not your friends and partners. These you know, the other <laughs> right. creators, they're actually competitors, and they're basically threatening your 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 income at this point. Because if somebody else gets the review and you don't, you're not getting paid. And if this is what you do for a living, which is how like everybody sees it, like it's very cutthroat. Yeah, yeah. and we weren't playing it's like that way. Only- yeah, What's that? it's like there are not. It's like as if there are not enough games for everybody to. Yeah, exactly. and there are. But yes. the thing was, we're coming out going, "Oh, hey, you know what? We're going to do it all for free." So we're basically taking business <laughs> yeah. from other people we and not, not charging. So we're people, yeah, yeah. So you know, of course, we're going to get some hate for that. But mm-hmm. our comeback is like, you know what? We are going to come back. We are going to start charging, and we are going to come up with a good business model. And now we're going to be in it for keeps because this is a business now. We incorporated mm-hmm. AntLab Games, so now that is, a, is, a, is an, an LLC. LLC. So now it's our business, right? And it also protects our business and our brand. That was the most important thing coming back. And I, I can see how that can be a very difficult situation for some people because when you first start off, you know, starting your brand and business and um, trying to make a business out of it, sometimes you you might not be able to pick and choose your battles. Exactly. And of course, as you as you grow and become bigger, you can say, well, you know. This is a this product we may not be interested in. We're going to go ahead and pass. How that's how... caused us some grief uh, recently. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> we'll, we actually yeah. will turn games down for being too like overly sexual or too political yeah. or yep. um, right. for us one that's maybe uncommon but we are very serious about is overly sacrilegious. Right. And, uh-huh. uh, we've had recently, you know, we'll you know we get a lot of games that we i mean we just can't market all the things that we get so we do have to curate based on a fourth 
category, which is like if they're ready or not, or mm-hmm. you know how ready they are, yes. or you know that kind of thing. But yeah, sometimes it's like we we look at something and it's like, well, you know, this just doesn't align with our values, mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. you know, I don't want to be like thrust into a political situation where I have to say like, you know, this game's all about who who you voted for, and right. oh, <laughs> yeah. it's not very. Yeah, that was actually one of the things that we really focused on in our mentorship program that some people really took to heart and other people were kind of like, what do you mean I have to work? (laughs) Um, But, you know, really staying true again to who you are, understanding that not everything's going to be for you and being honest about that. So, you know, accepting the kinds of games that you think are going to fit the kind of audience that you hope to attract and that serve you but also learning how to say no to those opportunities that may not be the best opportunities for you. And again, really sticking to that kind of why, like why are you actually doing this and what are you trying to get out of it? And understanding that you're not, you know, it's not going to be an overnight success, most likely. Yeah, Um, Unless you're really, unless you can find a way to break out and really be unique Mm -hmm. in the content that you're producing, which is hard work because it's really hard, I think, for a lot of people to be introspective look inside and say, you know, I'm okay with who I am and that's what's making me unique and then sticking by that and making a brand out of it. That's a really good point. You know, uh, we touched on it earlier a little bit, but uh, I'd like to kind of circle back to discuss from the publisher's standpoint, looking at various content creators, we've talked a little bit about what they should be looking for. One of the things is a genuine person behind the camera that is uh, willing to be themselves share their own opinions and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But in addition to that, you know, there are, there are other things that a content creator needs to look for, you know, or I'm, I'm sorry, a publisher needs to look for from a content creator. Uh, one of those most obvious things are for me, do they like the types of games that you are the type of game that you have? Are they willing to put the work in to do a good job? And from what I've found, you know, just as a publisher myself with you know putting a board game out there i got mixed results sometimes you know i was like okay this is a big name they you know and and that's you know one thing for me is like i i knew for the deliverance campaign i couldn't just have a bunch of very tiny content creators i had to have at least somebody that had a name behind them so it was like oh yeah these guys Mm -hmm. reviewed this so they must not be embarrassed to share their game in the public you know right right like (laughs) check that box right but at the same time some of the content creators that I paid the most were actually seemed to me to be the most checked out. It's like they, they were checked out mentally uh, from my review. And I felt personally that it was not a, not a strong review. It's not like they just were neutral on the game or something, but it was like, almost like they were dead inside, but they, their like body was talking or whatever, like a Cylon took control or yeah. you know. talking head. So I'm, I'm actually curious. So would you say that as a, from a publisher's perspective, are you, how are you quantifying value? Are you really looking at subs? Are you looking at view count? We're kind of Actually, curious about that too. Yeah. Yeah. So um, first thing is there's a, I'll uh, share a channel that I thought I was really impressed by. So I looked at, you know, the, the most basic thing that I would look at would be the view count. Like how many views yeah. do you get on each one of your videos? Because yep. YouTube, and I kind of have a little bit of a leg up in understanding. I'm not sure if everyone would look at it this way, but having an understanding of marketing, I know that it's not about the amount of subscribers that you have. It's really about the amount of people that want to return to view your Mm -hmm. content because, you know, you could subscribe to a YouTube channel, but unless you hit the bell for a notification, I will just, you'll simply be a name in the list of 100 other people I've subscribed (laughs) to, right? That I can go visit your stuff if I want. 
So for me, it was really all about the view count on the individual videos. And what I found was that some places that had quite high subscriber counts had very relatively low view numbers. Exactly. So uh, one person that was really great was Chris Mewson over at Liege of Games. Yeah. Yeah. So they had a, a, for me, what I would consider a relatively humble amount of subscribers compared to the quite high number of views that they get. And I actually subscribe. I I believe that their content is very entertaining and very interesting and uh, their type of the type of content they produce makes me want to return again to see they do like a weekly kickstarter thing like this is what's or a monthly thing like mm-hmm. this is what's coming out in june these are the games all the games coming out in june real quick understanding and then this is the one i'm most excited about or mm-hmm. whatever right and yeah. uh, that type of content was was really great for them for you guys i thought your views were quite respectable for your your subscriber counts and there were uh, as I mentioned, others that had tons of subscribers, but not very many views. I actually yep. turned down some very big names that were like, hey, we're willing to play with you. If you want to come to the studio, we'll film a thing. And then, you know, and I actually turned them down because I thought, why would I spend all that money to right. you know, fly on an airplane someplace and then sit down and play a game with people when I only get like 2000 views? You know? Right. Yeah. It's like I it, could send a game to Ant being... Games right now. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, for free, and you'll yeah. and you'll probably get two thousand. That's about the average we're yeah, at right now. We can mm-hmm. check the Dolphins video. Yeah, I haven't looked. No, yet. but it, it does. It ends up being like, how much is that impression really worth? I guess. So yeah, it's definitely. Yeah, see, you got twenty six hundred views in less than a week. There yeah. you go. <laughs> and, I, and a lot of people have been telling me. I looked at Ant Lab Games, and then I backed your game. All right, and that's all the time we have for this week's episode of Crowdfunding Nerds. A special thanks and shout-out to Anthony and Francis of Ant Lab Games. Check them out if you're interested in real, authentic board game playthroughs and reviews. And visit them on your favorite social media platforms like YouTube. Just look up Ant Lab Games or go to antlabgames.com. Instagram, they're at at, 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 at Game Plays. And also, if you're really cool and you're into email, antlabgames at gmail.com. And of course, if you liked this episode of Crowdfunding Nerds and you want to listen to to Ant Labs and us some more, we're going to have to do a part two. And visit us at crowdfundingnerds.com. Do not like, do not subscribe, because I hate that. We don't like that. In fact, we're internet marketers, so we know the bell. if you're listening. Don't hit the bell. Don't hit the bell. We... We know if you're listening because we, we we track everything, so don't do it. We're trying to and, do this. Is that reverse psychology? Don't we don't do have this. a bell. I'm going to do it even harder. Ring, ring your own bell. All right. And for those of you on your various paths in the Kickstarter journey, be real, be authentic, and stay nerdy. Ciao. See you. Advice for you.